Hello and welcome to Zenpod once again. Today I have in the studios Chetna Gala Sinha, an activist, a farmer and a banker. Chetna is the recipient of the Nari Shakti Puraskar, India's highest civilian award for women who work in the area of women's empowerment. Chetna has served as a co-chair of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland and as a co-chair of financial inclusion at the W20 summit in Argentina. Chetna founded the Mandeshi Foundation in 1996 in Mahaswad, a drought-stricken area of Maharashtra with the aim of economically and socially empowering rural women. In 1997, she set up the Mandeshi Mahila Sahakari Bank, India's first bank for and by rural women. Today, the Mandeshi Bank has over 100,000 account holders. In 2006, Chetna founded the first business school for rural women and in 2013, She launched a toll-free helpline and the first chamber of commerce for women micro-entrepreneurs in the country. In 2012, she set up a community empowerment program for farmers that supports water conservation. The Mandeshi Foundation also has a sports program for talented athletes and a women-owned community radio that reaches over 100,000 listeners. In 2013, the Mandeshi Foundation was awarded the Best Innovation Award by the National Rural Livelihoods Mission. Mandeshi today supports more than 600,000 women through business schools, community radio and a chamber of commerce program for rural women micro-entrepreneurs. Chetna has received many accolades for her work. The 2005 Janki Devi Bajaj Award for Rural Entrepreneurship, the 2005 Ashoka Changemakers Award, the 2009 Godfrey Phillips Bravery Award, the Edel Gibbs Social Innovation Honours. In 2013, she won the Schwab Foundation's Social Entrepreneur of the Year Award and in 2017, the Forbes Social Entrepreneur of the Year Award. She was ranked by Fortune India as one of the country's 50 top businesswomen in 2018. Chetna has been instrumental in driving significant policy changes and the Reserve Bank of India and National Bank for Agriculture and Rural Development and several other regulatory institutions seek her advice on financial inclusion. She is on several national boards including the National Advisory Panel for Niti Aayog's Women Entrepreneurship Cell and the advisory committee of the Reserve Bank of India's financial inclusion strategy. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Chetna to the studios. Chetna, welcome to Zenpod and thank you very much. Morning friends, uh, welcome to Zenpod once again. We have a very distinguished uh, lady, if I may, in the studios today with me, Ms. Chetna Gala Sinha. And like you heard in the introduction, uh, she's done many things that normal people like us would probably take a couple of lifetimes or not even start going down that path. So Chetna ji, welcome. Good morning and uh, please say hello to the listeners. Namaskar and uh, yeah, hi. And <laughs> nice to meet you all. Thank you so much. Chetna ji, my, my first question to you as always is your definition of spirituality. So let me tell you, I, I mean, uh, if somebody ask me, right, that uh, how, what do you think about spirituality? And if I have to give answers in lines, like, you know, for me, spirituality means that for me, it's more that the people who have a very different experience, they come in front of me. When somebody asks me to define spirituality. Mm-hmm. And in that, I would just like to say that when I'm asked that, what is spirituality, then Uh, Kera Vai, who is a radio jockey, wow. who, who, who comes in front of me. And wow. why I'm saying this also that, um, because her story is very different. 
Kirabai is a radio jockey of Mandeshi Radio. And uh, she actually became a, reg a regular featuring the program on Mandeshi Radio regularly. But when first time she came on radio and she said to our radio manager that I want to feature my program on radio, our manager said that, Kerabai, you do not know to read and write. Wow. How are you going to write your script? And you know what she said? That, I, yes, I do not know to read and write, but I know to sing. Wow. And I narrate my poem by singing. And I narrate my poem by remembering in my brain. So that is how she became, she started making a program at a radio and she became very popular. And one wow. of the, uh, like uh, a late singer's son, Rakesh Anand Bakshi, he actually wrote a book on radio jockeys and one oh. of the interviewer, interviewee was Kerabai. And so when she was asked, like, you know, how, how was your life? And Kerabai said that I got married at the age of 13. Oh my. She was asked, that, how did you learn to sing? Yes. She said, at the age of 13, I got married. And I, were, I was continuously feeling hungry. There was not enough food in the house. And so to forget hunger, I started uh, to sing. And that's how I learned oh singing. Goodness. So, to forget hunger, she started singing. And that voice brought everything. And her voice and her poems, uh, the way it comes from her hunger, uh, that is actually a spirituality to me. That in that situation also, you bring out your talent and art together, uh, which actually gives peace to other, right? So this is a spirituality. Wow. Now, this is really, really an unbelievable definition. And I'm, and I'm so happy to hear this. My respects to Kirabai, really, my goodness. Wow. Uh, Whenever I remember Kirabai, I feel like, you know, anything I'm disturbed, anything I feel like I want to close my eyes and think differently, then Kirabai comes in front of me. So wow. very long answer, but... <laughs> no. Awesome. Uh, Chitnaji, you have, uh, you know, you have been a front runner for championing rights of women in the rural areas. Uh, uh, we actually, I want you to share with the listeners about the evolution of uh, Miss Chetna from where to where you are today. Please tell us your story if you can. So I actually, uh, I was born and raised in Mumbai. Okay. And, and those days, like I in 50s, 60s, I was like really a Bombay girl, mm -hmm. which generally the Bombay girls are known for like New York girls, Bombay girls, London girls. They are yes. very bold and brave and uh, adventurous. So I was also like, you know, was in uh, that category, I would say. But I was studying and my, I mean, had a very uh, middle class or I, you can even say lower middle class background mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. sense that my grandfather started a business in Mumbai and we had a grocery shop. Uh, it was a big shop, uh, shop, of course, but or it is now also but was staying in Nalbazar area of Mumbai, okay. uh, which is very vibrant. Yeah. And so we grew up with very like, a lot of things happening on the road, on the street, right. and which gave us a lot of like, you know, anxiety, what is happening on the road. 
Mm-hmm. So with that life, I grew up and then I was studying in, I did my graduation from Mumbai University. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college and I was in university doing my post-graduation, at that time, a um, lot of young people were joining movements. And I also joined a movement which was started by Gandhian leader Jay Prakash Narayan. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. And he, when he was, of course, he fought against emergency and Janta right. government had started. Right. But he said that he didn't fight only to change the government in Delhi. Mm-hmm. But he wanted a change in the country, change in the change in villages. And so he, he used to go to universities. He used to go to universities and appeal students that, you know, the real India is in the villages and why don't you work in the villages? Mm-hmm. So I really got very attracted about it and I decided that I'll join this organization. Mm-hmm. And I started, uh, I joined the organization in Mumbai, we were working. And then there were, we were in Sangarshwahini, the name of the organization. Okay. So um, there were many people who were working in the villages also. So every weekend, maybe used to go to the villages to work. And in villages, there were many men uh, who were in the part of the organization. Okay. But they didn't have any women activists to, you know, because in particularly where now I am, it used to be or it is a drought, a drought prone area of Maharashtra okay. where majority of men migrate. So the activist oh. in Sunshine always needed a women activist to talk to women. Okay. So I, I used to go there regularly where I met my husband, Vijay Sinha, okay. who was not highly educated, but he could pull the crowd. And I could, he was a sort of a, you know, mass leader there. And I really enjoyed working with him in that area. And the whole struggle was about wages, about water rights and all those things. And majority of them were women. And then I fell in love. So when uh, many of the young uh, uh, people were working in the villages also, Mm -hmm. and when... um, so in the area now where I'm working in Maswad in Mantaluka, Satara district, where Vijay was working with uh, with community and particularly farmers, there was a migration in that area. So actually men migrated for the jobs and okay. women were head of the families. And so uh, he wanted, he would always say that he need a women activist to talk to talk to women and all that. And so I was very enthusiastic and mm-hmm. I said I would like. Uh, go to the villages, talk to women, organize women and would like to work. So that's how then I started coming to Maswad, which is from Mumbai. At that time, it used to take seven to eight hours to come to Maswad from Mumbai by road. And I would come for the weekend and work and then go back. I then started teaching economics in Mumbai. But uh, then it was, uh, I mean, I did realize that I really want to work in the villages. And so I fell in love with Vijay and also fell in love with the community. <laughs> and then I did that, I'll marry him. And we, um, I mean, in 1986, I we married. And then in 80, from 87, I shifted to Maswad in Satara district of Maharashtra in Western Maharashtra. And while working, it was like, you know, while working with women, it was very interesting that the life here was very hard. Hmm. There was no rains. Right. Uh, people were working on uh, construction sites. And uh, when I went there and I saw women taking huge stones on their head or what? breaking those huge stones. Oh and I questioned myself and I said that, 
you know this is the work where the prisoners do in the prison when they get the life imprisonment right yeah. so that was the thing i said like you know we shouldn't accept that type of work yeah. for human yeah. beings yeah. and then we decided that okay our struggle started for that also but it was very interesting that always women will come with something and so many women and so one of the women came to me her name is kanta bai okay she was working she was selling the weeders sharpening the weeders on the street okay and she was selling that okay. and um she was doing her business on the street she was staying on the street so and she came to me and she said that you know i want to do savings and i want to open my account so i said kanta bai you are like you, do you have money to save <laughs> because you are doing the business on the street you're staying you do not have a house also right. Right. so she said that she was like persistent and she insisted that i want to save because i want to buy a tarpaulin sheet oh. to cover my family when with whom i'm staying on the street and in summer the temperature is so high and in monsoon there is if there is little bit of rain we don't have a place to stay so then i felt that you know she is not asking any money from the government yeah. she is not asking any any subsidy or grant what she is saying is a you know to save her hard earned money in a safer place so i went with her to different banks and i uh, with kanta bai to open her saving account and these banks denied opening kanta bai's account because okay. she had a very meager small. savings like in indian currency very small right. not even 10 rupees a day which My is God. like less than a cent yeah. so then i said that then kanta bai when the bank managers denied opening her account i said if banks are not opening the account why don't we start a bank for women like kanta bai Correct. and that's where my movement thing came up and i said like you know we need to do this so we decided that we will start we do we apply for the banking license and i went directly to reserve bank of india wow no idea wow i mean i just went directly <laughs> to mumbai and i said like our women want to do this and i was i got a response from reserve bank like are you mad you know what are you thinking and i said no i'm not i mean this is what our women want but finally it was very greatness of the officers there also at that time to suggest me mm-hmm. how should we go forward and so then they said that you can apply there is a window open for getting the banking license for women's bank in urban cooperative bank and you can apply for that and so the process started and um, when i mean there was lot of uh, i would say that at time, at that time a very different mood that we are coming together we are applying for banking right. license and right. Right. everybody was very excited mm-hmm. and we applied for banking license and uh, and uh, i again went with the proposal to mumbai and the license was rejected my god i was shocked and you know the the reason why license was rejected is that promoting members of our bank who had a thumb impression and they uh, the rbi officers said that we cannot issue a license to the bank whose promoting members are non literate so God. then i was i mean i i was very much upset i came back to the village and i was nervous i was like you know about to cry 
and I asked villagers, I said, I told all women that, you know, we couldn't get the license because uh, uh, most of our women are non-literate. Most of our women are, couldn't read and write, so we couldn't get the license. You know what our women said? They said that we couldn't get the license because we cannot read and write. Why are you crying? We wow. will learn to read and write from wow. today itself and we'll apply again. Wow. So that gave me a very different courage. And I felt like, okay, we should do that. Though I wasn't sure that we'll get the license. But our literacy classes started from that very wow. day. And the women were so excited. And myself and my colleague, Ruksana, we went, we used to go on two-wheeler from village to village and see that the literacy classes are starting. And I was surprised to see how women actually coming after the hard work of the day, they do the cooking in the house and would be ready to sit for the class to learn to read and write. And major thing was calculations. Major thing was like, you know, we need to, we are thinking of banks. So we need to do, mm -hmm. we need to know the calculations. Correct. And then after six months, we applied again. Wow. At that time, I decided I will not go alone. With me, women will accompany. So 17 women accompanied me to Reserve Bank of India. And I was... Uh, and I wasn't sure that how we are, we are going to get the response, but I was, I could see the confidence, confidence in uh, women. So when we entered the office of the Reserve Bank of India, our women were like well prepared and, and they, they started the dialogue and they told officer that you rejected the license because we cannot read and write. Right. But they said we cannot read and write, but we can count. Wow. That was amazing for me. Wow. And they, they actually emphasized and challenged the officers saying that, tell us to calculate the interest of any principal amount. So nice. If we fail, don't issue the license. So nice. Tell your officers to do it without calculator and see who can calculate faster. My goodness. So with this challenge, the our meeting went on for two hours. And wow. officers were just interested in knowing more about it, Correct. how you are going to the bank and everything. We came back. We were not sure that, you know, what will happen. <laughs> but after, I think, three months, we got a phone call from Reserve Bank of India that we have posted the license because you guys didn't wow. come up. And wow. it was the first bank, Rural Women's Bank, which got the license, that is one, which is managed and operated by rural women. Right. And it was the first bank to get the license by post. So we got the license. <laughs> so that was, and, and, and then the journey was like unstoppable. These women are really unstoppable. They made me start bank, business school, radio, chamber of commerce for women. So it's, it's still going on. So, I mean, I, this story, I, I must have narrated like, you know, more than a thousand times now. But every time I do, it gives me the so much of energy to share with people that, you know, see how these women could, they not only saw the dream, but they, with their strength and energy, made their dream come true. So wow. today we are banking and, and, and Kantabai, who was our first client, right. you know, if she has her own house in her name at present. Now, wow. so the, and then there are so many women 
actually have been saving, taking credit, building house for them, uh, getting, getting, you know, uh, investing in their children's education and building their own businesses and uh, being a businesswoman. So by today, we have impacted around more than half million women in oh, nice. three states of India, Maharashtra, Gujarat, and Karnataka. Wow. Wow. You know, I'm, as you're speaking, uh, Chetna ji, I'm actually sitting and thinking and then I'm getting goose pimples uh, just listening to the story. It is so inspiring uh, that women actually who live in places like this say, how can you tell us something can't be done and we will do it. That's really inspiring, you know, and uh, it, was yeah. inspiring. it is, it is. And uh, I think all they needed was somebody with a torch in front of them and, and you showed the way. So it's like the Olympic torch. So you probably ran and said, follow me. So amazing, you know, and you, you practically answered my next question as well, but your journey from Sangar Swahini to Mandeshi bank. Uh, so uh, you, you said a lot of it that covered about the bank. It's, it's a phenomenal journey, but how did the name come and, and some, some interesting, uh, no, even the name was very, so actually, uh, and, and also I never thought that I will start a bank because Sangashwani was very different culture. It was more about education, struggle, uh, street uh, right. slogan, all that. And here it was like, you know, finding the solutions, trying to create the institution which is owned by the community right. and which led by the community. Right, so that is very, and then the name Mandeshi actually came because the area where I am staying, that the block is Man, but it's there is no place as Man. We have a river, which river's name is Man, and oh. Desh is right. So, and around this river, the communities which they because it is a drought area, majority of the communities are nomadics, and oh. these nomadics. These are sheep and goat rarers, weavers. Uh, then there are uh, there are uh, I mean people who make the wood, uh, earthen pot things and mm -hmm. all the types of communities. But the the single common thread among these community is that they are they are nomadic or they they wander wander and they, because there is no rain and so farming is quite less and. So everything is around animals, everything is around uh, weaving, everything is around, and there is a farming, but farming is more around fodder, more for oh, the okay. animal. So that is, so the river name is Man and Desh, and also in this area, Mandesh area, before, uh, like, there were, there were very famous poets in Marathi, Venkatesh Margulkar, yes, yes. And they have written a lot on Mandeshi people. And so in Marathi literature, Mandesh, Mandesh people know who read Marathi. Not of younger generation so much, because now young generation, you don't see much reading the correct. original languages. Correct, correct. But the, my generation, particularly in Maharashtra, though I'm not a Marathi, but in Maharashtra, you would see that they have read the literature. So then we thought that Mandeshi, and people have a habit of saying like, that when we talk about drought, we talk about animal ownership. In the in the, in their regular conversation, also people will smile and say that we are Mandeshi people. Oh. We don't have a very soft and smooth life. Wow. So that's how that word is also used culturally. 
yeah oh. which is known like mandishi people are known as a harsh life oh okay they are tough and you know wow. they can face the hard life yeah wow <sighs> you know girl from bombay and i'm i'm a bombayite so i'm a bombayite by heart and soul so i so i know what you mean <clears throat> a girl from bombay um li, li, you know uh, living in town buzzing business a locality business family practically uh, moving to a place <clears throat> in satara right it's not even a tier 2 it's probably a tier 3 or a very small place moving to satara where the weather is not very kind on you and obviously you didn't know all of this but what was it chitna ji that you know in a normal life that happened and you said i'm i'm changing i'm changing my route what was your tipping point really that said enough of what i'm doing i'm not going to do something very different do you remember that, that? yeah yeah actually yes um that is uh, when uh, i was studying in mumbai okay. in, uh, and and doing my post graduation okay. and uh, when i was even i had joined this yeah, student movement but uh, when i went uh, when i was coming regularly in the village um, for the you know for weekends or in meetings when um, i was talking to one lady in the village and it was all about this whole uh, that there is such a drought there is no water here no rains and i was just and that lady was asking me that why do you come here and do meetings and all and i told her that you know because it's very important that communities here should get the rights and all you know it's so important that you the community here should get water should get the wages um, decent wages decent work and then she tells me that you are very young you are studying your parents must be investing in your and she you have come here um, stay with us have a dinner have a milk and you go back again to study and sweet. then she pointed uh, towards her father in law who was a very old guy sitting okay. there and you know watching and was talking that i don't know if we get rains this year and so then she said that you see look at my father in law his eyes have gone inside and uh, he has been waiting to change the situation but things are very tough here Thank and God. look at that mountain our problems are like mountain and you are so young you shouldn't waste your time here you go back to your city and uh, your parents will not like if you think of walking here in the village and uh, you have a life you have a career to achieve so and so please go back and that actually made me think that I you know this lady who is in such a such a very different situation i am trying to tell her that and she knows right and i also felt that what she was saying was a real fact that it's a it's a very complex problem and she was saying that your education or your if you can speak in english that is not going to solve our problem our problem may are much bigger than what you are thinking that was also right i couldn't sleep that night and then i said that you know i i want to work with these communities not that yes problem was bigger but i just really liked the way she thought like she she was not it was very selfless comment which she gave that you should go and study you should go and because your parents stay with your parents you know leave problems are not so easy and simple 
so i felt that uh, that that face i still remember and i do feel that that was a very thing of tipping point i would say that you know which made me um, i didn't sleep at that night and then i decided that i am going to leave the fight my goodness you know at as you speak i actually have tears in my eyes because this is really moving right somebody who's in such harsh conditions themselves actually tells you to go and lead a better life and that's very selfless just <coughs> yeah because we are also selfish i mean not you but we are also selfish by nature that you know we look after our own things and our own stuff and uh, it's amazing three decades uh, since that advice uh, three decades 30 plus years uh, you've been you know like going on uh, from rocks to uh, to harsh weather to staying 6 7 8 hours away from the the best city probably and i keep saying it in india and obviously there must have been a lot of challenges there must have been a lot of issues <clears throat> uh, personally uh, professionally trying to get things done what was the voice inside your head telling you while you were doing all this uh, chitna so the one thing is that you know when i was i'm saying that this village this area was drought prone and all that but at the same time mm-hmm. it's a western maharashtra and okay. if people are from india they would know that this is a place western maharashtra where actually a lot of uh, uh, political leadership is very strong and uh, very chauvinistic and very challenging and in that actually if you are deciding to work and set up an institution and then if that so those challenges so there are there are like different challenges but uh, when you are working with women and then you are building that constituency right it's not building the constituency for any uh, political reason right right building the constituency for change correct and when you are doing that and when you are organizing people coming together or uh, they would so people were just very um, i felt that people particularly those who were in the leadership they were not sure that what are my motives are so in that way i didn't get i was really not only just not didn't get the support but there were a lot of obstacles with the local leadership with the state level leadership that they would harass our women i would give you another example it's please, not only me please that you know i had a challenge but also women who were with me also had a challenge and one of us so when we were setting up the bank the what was happening was that women could not come to the bank and so okay. we would have a doorstep savings and all that so one of our women was said was going moving around and mm-hmm. providing the saving facility okay. and she would bring the savings to the bank and okay. she would also get a commission of 1% or 2% okay. so on one side she would build the collective of women but on other side she would also find earning for herself yep. also and she was doing regularly and she was also had a different business of tailoring which oh. also brings the women to her house so once and and everybody knew in the village that she would by the end of the day she would have a money in her pocket so one day the local sarpanch the head of village council leader came to her and said that can i borrow money from you Oh. and uh, she knew that when he says can i borrow money she is not going to get back her money she Correct. knew that 
But then she wasn't sure how should I reply to this person right. because he's powerful. If right. she says no, he yeah. can make life difficult. Correct. And she was single woman. I mean, uh, she was uh, left by her husband and right. her husband had married again. Okay. So then she called us. She called from the landline and she said okay. that this person is telling me All that, right. you know, can I borrow? So I told her, her name is Mangal. Okay. So I told Mangal that, you know, why don't you do this? Tell him that this is not my money. This mm. is a savings of all women in the village. I will call all women <laughs> and you ask them. If they say yes, I will give you the money. So then he didn't come again. Yeah. And was, there are many such challenges which we came across. Will Our women also came across. But one thing was very clear with our women that, you know, whenever such challenges came, community women were always collectively uh, empowered each other. Yeah, that's what I realized. There is so much team spirit and, you know, and, and, and I guess, wow. <clears throat> how, how does your day look like? How do you pack so much into a day? Obviously, it's not a nine to five or an eight to four job. How, so tell us about the day and how do you pack so much into a day? Obviously, it is not boost or it is not compliant or it is... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the question was, when I saw that question, because it was, all these questions are a bit new to me, because one, as I said, like, I, I am not a person who would start something with spiritually in the morning or something. My life is very different in a, that way. And so I really like to, to address these questions because... In regular life, I don't get this question. Thank you. So it's very interesting. So how would my day? Actually, I'm staying in the coming. I mean, in the village, I have a house on my farm. Okay. And so we have farm. We have animals on the farm and all. But you know, it's like um, for me, I never when it starts, I never have a thing thing like okay, so many things I have to do in the whole day. How am I going to do? How am I going to plan? Can I call and see that these, these, these things are going to happen right. to my assistant? I right. don't have any such structure actually. Okay. <laughs> but at the same time, yes, I, one is that uh, if, you, if you ask like what you do, the first thing I really like to do yoga, but that is oh. as a part of uh, just I like to do yoga okay. and exercise. Right. So it's like, you know, I like to sweat. So before, and it's not yoga always. Before I used to also myself and with my mother-in-law, we used to clean the cow shed also. Not because I want to clean the cow shed, right. but because I just want to do some hard work. So in that way, that actually starts that way. But, and then because I'm staying in a community, so it's not like I have to go to office somewhere at this particular time and this is my routine. That is my routine, no. It also happens many times that, you know, somebody, some women I meet in the morning and uh, I feel like talking to her and right. then I would just narrate, like yesterday I I, I met Manisha Jimal uh, who got married at the age of 16, Manisha. My God. And I asked her that, you know, you are, you look that you have, you have done your studied and uh, how did you end up marrying because she married at the age of 16 how did you ended up doing this and she said you know what when my mother was got widowed at a very young age and my brother wanted to my mother didn't have enough money 
So my brother, she said that I cannot educate both of you. So mm-hmm. my brother wanted to go to pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So she married me very early. And mm-hmm. on the day of my marriage, I got my 10th certificate and I, I had a distinction. Oh my so God. Meet such people at any time you don't know, right? Who yeah. you are going to meet? That is a story. Right, so my day starts with some very interesting or some very different story, and which also makes me think, Oh my god, so Manisha should lead our program. And then, yeah. when I talk to her and I decide and I tell Manisha that Manisha, in spite of all that, today you are using digital banking, today you are a member of our bank, right. you are doing right. all kinds of things, everyone should know your story. Correct. So, then I would tell Manisha, Okay, come with me to the bank, tell our bankers. Our share name. the story with Our them, name. help them narrate that, that, you know, and then, and then when she comes here, and then when she narrates the story, and when she, she looks here that there is a, there is a facility where women like Manisha also can go to the formal education, yeah. she would say, like, okay, I would like to register myself, I couldn't study further, now I am, I can do it. And at the age of 36, she says that I will like to finish my graduation and she registers for that. And that gives me an energy to start my Yeah, Then you do like, you know, something with the banking and bankers. But it's majority of my days with people and their stories and their lives. And that gives me not only just uh, energy, but it also gives me ideas that what else can be done so that these communities, these uh, people, these women actually can really make Mandeshi valuable for the community. So, and it's it's quite busy then. And evenings, I always have a box. And okay. with walking also, I, I like to. And you know, I walk on a, on a, I'm not like on the road, it's Mandeshi Champions. We have a program where we have oh. 400 meter ground where all young girls are walking and running and some are doing like, you know, uh, hurdles and all that. So watching them and looking at them and seeing their energy, I just, uh, which gives me like evenings are very pleasant. Seeing these young girls who are dreaming for different uh, careers in school. And so that's how my, the whole day is. Sometimes I am with radio team or Sometime I'm with a business school women, so yeah. Wow, wow. Women in rural, uh, it, this is a lone battle you've been waging, but women in rural, are you actually, Chetnaji, uh, since you started this journey, seeing an uplift in the encouragement and the support from the industry and the government? Have things changed? And So that is where, you know, I generally do not have a temperament of um, getting like uh, furious why things are not happening. Right, right. Because I've learned so much from these women and I've got like very mature coming from the movement background. But can you imagine that even now, even one, there are so many government programs which are declared for of women, uh, women who are in business or financial inclusion or, you know, all those great programs of Mudra and uh, these uh, Janadhan and all these subsidies. If you see even not even 1%, only 1% of women have been able to exercise that. Right. So instead of, you know, saying anything, I feel that numbers themselves shows that 
what has i mean how much help or support we are getting and as far as sector is concerned yeah private sector is concerned or i would just say that you know it's um, now we are in pandemic right mm. and uh, actually so many millions have come back to their villages yeah. and we surprised that if we talk about the sector then today our women are selling vegetables on the digital um, oh, platform beautiful and, and they don't have a competitor i mean because sector wow. never thinks of going into villages right correct, correct. they think that every business is in mumbai then bangalore and all those metro cities which correct. are having skyscrapers so they hardly even think of the people those who are lives and souls who are in the villages so in that way you don't see but in spite of that neglection which has been given by the government and right. the corporate sector mm-hmm. you see that one would see that the still communities are not frustrated they have passion they have innovation and so they have these um, and and i am just amazed how our women actually been able to uh, you know in spite of not having an uh, higher education and all that every day they are doing digital transactions not only just financial digital transaction with mandeshi mobile banking but also the uh, marketing digitally marketing their produce digitally wow. so it's a it's a i would just say that um, I, let me share with you a story of anjana bise please she's a broom seller and she makes brooms and sell it and she sits on the uh, street and does that business but in the pandemic because of the lockdown all those things were stopped and she was right. not allowed to do that right. and then she thought what should i do now and then she decided that lot of people from mumbai have come back to the villages right. and bombay people have a habit of snacking in evening correct so she evening time she started selling vada pav and bhel oh lovely big thing right like yes. you know so in um, and then so she and actually how would she get orders so what she did was that in the villages where the mumbai girls bombayites have come she created the group of whatsapp group of those villages wow. and she said selling these vada pav and bhel you can order me and then she started and her, her son was giving the doorstep delivery of the product oh. she showed up photos that with all hygiene she is following all the hygiene and then requested everybody that pay me digitally because she was also creating digital source of money so that i can pay my suppliers digitally and get a cheaper rate uh, of the uh, raw material and so that I have a better margins and anjana b say when i'm narrating nobody would think that she is actually and i mean she is born in a dalit community and she is breaking century old caste barriers yeah. and by selling this and using the digital transactions and digital platform so this is how actually um, uh, you know that what when you are in a rural area um, even if the government or the sector is not supporting but people are just not waiting for them and you know relying on them but going ahead beautiful this is so so this is so progressive even in their thinking right whereas we living in metros 
don't want to change, don't want to embrace new technology. We resist any small thing that comes our way. This is amazing. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm just thinking that I should actually, and I'm sure you've already done it. Uh, after the show, write a mail to our prime minister and tell him, listen, this is, look at the women of our country. And this is such an inspiring thing. <clears throat> uh, I want to talk about your avatar. And I don't know which order, but a farmer, an activist, and a banker. Any other avatar we are yet to see, Chetnaji? So it's very like, uh, <laughs> very, um, this is this is a question which keeps me a uh, uh, little bit of, you know, how do I answer this, right? right? So in that way, I would say like, when I became a farmer, I had no idea that I would be doing farming because staying in Bombay grew up. When I got into activism, I didn't have a family history of activism. But also now no was in the that platform. Right. But I just got it. I met Jayaprakash Narayan and got into it. Banker, I never decided. I never thought that I'll be starting a banker, right? In that way. So in uh, so it's I I I'm just waiting that you know my avatars are led by people, right? Led by women. Right. So I hope like you know some of the women will come. And they have come. Some of the women have started. I mean, uh, these. Uh, when I go to the radio, I see some of our women who are who are such a good narrator of uh, lives, and they sing and uh, they narrate their experiences. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like you know these nomadic uh, uh, women. They are so good at moving to people, going around and talking to them. So I do think that my next, and, and, and partly I have started also, that this next avatar would be to see that create these small enterprise owned by women at every level, in every, uh, every small town, every household where these women, so it would be more like championing the small enterprise owned by women through chambers wow. of so I see myself there. And the whole thing is that actually, you know, our women uh, always say that our courage is the capital. Yes. So I would say that my next avatar will define the capital very differently than the corporate world has done. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And, and we hope the avatar happens sooner because desperately it's like, it's like, um, go back into mythology, uh, like one of our gods said, he will come back whenever the world needs him. And maybe Chetnaji needs to take the avatar for a lot of women out there. Seriously, no, really. I'm sorry we have to take a break right now, but don't go away, stay tuned as we continue our conversation next week with Chetna, where she talks about her mantra of anything is possible. How does she maintain inner peace with so much happening around her? Chetna's Yale Fellowship experience, her hobbies, her legacy, and finally, Chetna's message to all the women entrepreneurs out there who want to make a difference and impact the community. Please join me on the other side where we talk to Chetna about all of this. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.